Hello everyone and welcome to JTalk Extra Time. I'm James Taylor and as you probably know I support Dergen Kanazawa who had a miserable year. But as the old saying goes, misery loves company. So to help me pick over the rotting corpse that is Dergen Kanazawa's 2023 season, <laughs> I'm happy to welcome my fellow Kanazawa supporter and friend Victor Arroyo. Hi Victor, how are you? I am good, you know. I was in bad spirits coming into it but we were able to talk and you know what? It's you're right. Misery does love company. I'm feeling a little better. Yeah, I almost managed to get through that without ruining it and laughing. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> this is something that uh, we've been, uh, well, I've been um, teasing for a few months now uh, in my chats with John on, on regular pods. So we're going to get together and do a massive uh, self-indulgent moan fest about Kanazawa's season. We got to lance the boil uh, of... Uh, <laughs> All that's built up over the season. Uh, it really was a terrible year. And just to, to try and put into perspective how terrible it was, I put together a very short quiz uh, for you to start before we get oh, into the real chat. Okay. Right? Don't worry, because uh, it's very easy and repetitive. So the first yeah. question is, who was the worst team over the first month of the season? Oh, uh, God. Was it, was it Kanazawa? Correct. Number two. Oh. Who was the worst team over the second half of the season? Oh, that's easy. I know that one for sure. Kanazawa. Yes. Okay. okay. Question three. Who had the fewest wins over the course of the season? Oh, good question. But I also know the answer to that. The only team to not hit double digits, Kanazawa. Correct. Who had the joint most losses with Omiya? Of course, my favorite team, Kanazawa. Yes, I wonder, sensing a pattern here. Uh, don't worry, there aren't too many more of these uh, listeners already wondering how long this episode <laughs> is going to be. Number five, who had the third worst defense behind Fujieda and Omiya? Oh, that would be Kanazawa. Yeah, and number six, who deservedly finished bottom of J2? Oh, my, the love of my life, Kanazawa. There's one more. Uh, slightly more difficult, I think, perhaps. Uh, so Kanazawa conceded first in 29 games. How many of those games did they go on to win? Zero. Correct. <laughs> How many... This is really the last question now. How many points did they earn from those 29 games? Oh, uh, absolutely. I Wow. Don't tell me it was zero. It can't be. No, it's three. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Three draws. All right. So <sighs> congratulations. You've got, well, seven out of eight. I think that means that you are a winner. Or should I say loser? <laughs> oh, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, so let's uh, uh, cast our minds back to well, almost a year ago, really. Um, I I know I was certainly quite optimistic when I'd seen the squads that Kanazawa had put together before the season started. I think I'm right in saying that you were as well. Yeah. Didn't quite go to plan, though. No. As I mentioned just then, worst team over the first month of the season. Can you... Can you... Can you... uh, I don't know my question is, just talk about how bad that was. (laughs) Yeah, I think... You know, there's a lot of stuff to figure out. We had a lot of new players. Like, I think our 
we had to integrate a lot of new players into our midfield. I think, you know, Keita Fujimura was the only, you know, regular starter that was, you know, going to be in the middle, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So there was a lot of adjustment in how we moved the ball. Like, we lost Riku Matsuda on the right side, who was somebody that we relied on a lot to kind of move the ball up. So I think there was a lot of, like, figuring out. And a lot of it was kind of this, like... mm, you know, Sean Dyke, you know, four four two mentality, ping the ball up, see what happens type mm. stuff at first. And it kind of worked, you know, it was, it, it, you know, we got a couple, couple nice goals. Some of our Brazilian signings looked uh, way better uh, at the beginning, you know, you know, than at the end, obviously. Um, but I think we started to realize that we just had a big issue of, progressing the ball who we were still a fantastic counter-attacking team i think we did a good job of like recovering the ball in the middle and you know pushing it up but i think we couldn't really do anything else like our defense was pretty exposed like um i think we they were they were trying to figure out kind of a new way of defending and you know ball progression i think it was a lot of figuring it out and we didn't know what we were doing and we missed a lot of the players that were kind of the staples for ball carriers and i think we started moving away from guys like oishi or like last year we were very focused on moving the ball on the right side and this year i felt like we were much more of um a central team and i get it when you got a guy like dunya kato um you know, in the middle or sometimes on the side because we play those midfielders fucking everywhere. It's just terrible decisions. But I think what it came down to was it was a lot of new players. We didn't know what we were doing. And a lot of the ways that we had done stuff before we were moving away from. And that's ultimately why, yeah, we didn't succeed um, early on in the season. Mm. Yeah, I think your point about playing midfielders all over the place is an interesting one. I think that 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 continued throughout the season but i remember because we lost the first four games mm-hmm. um we didn't score until the 98th minute of the fourth game yeah <laughs> which in itself is quite an impressive statistic um but what was weird was it, like the the first few games it looked like the players had never met let alone played football together but they'd just been on two training mm-hmm. camps mm-hmm. and it was only after i think the third maybe even in the fourth game in a post-match interview um, the manager said oh i'm starting to see some good combinations now yeah that really concerned me wondering what on earth had been going on for the previous three months Mm -hmm. but the week the the fifth the fifth game we we suddenly sparked into life and absolutely thrashed yamaguchi 5-2 at home it's brilliant Mm -hmm. brilliant day um not without its concerning moments but that that led to a, a kind of a reasonable run of form through the rest of March and April and a little bit in May, which uh, was quite enjoyable while it lasted. It didn't last very long. But w- yeah. w- what do you think? Was there anything that, that, that was done differently or what what led to that? Yeah. Sudden uh, yeah, to be real honest, uh, we we be- we benched uh Leo Bahia uh which huh. we kind of needed to do we benched Jefferson Baiano which we kind of needed to do they got a lot of chances early on and you know 
Leo Paia is not a bad player, but I don't know if anybody else noticed this. This man only dribbles with his left foot. Um, he can't kick with his right foot. He he can't dribble with his. I saw him. Right. I saw he, him try. He did try near the end of the season. He tried to kick the ball with his right foot, uh, and it was rubbish. <laughs> yeah, it, it was real bad. And I think it, it worked early when like teams, because what teams ended up doing basically was they started pressing him uh, to the edge, right? And they were like, oh. I know you can't switch and go inside of me. You're going to use your speed to try to bring the ball all the way up try and try to cross mm. it in, right? So yeah. what they started doing was cutting him off and try to push him off to the side. Immediately, mm. they, we could not move the ball up, right? At least yeah. Nagamina can pass, right? He can cross mm. the ball from deep. He doesn't have to, he doesn't have to like go all, he doesn't have to push all the way up to be effective, um, like Bahia. And like Jefferson Bayano, like... I don't know what to say. This man, he's big. And that's really all the nice things I can say about this man. Um, he's very big. And I actually, I think he got along great with, like, a lot of the players, which was, like, really interesting. Um, he was, like, really good friends with Toyota. I, you know, you see him in a lot of the behind-the-scenes and stuff, and they're kind of always together, um, which is really interesting. They're two contrasting people. But, yeah, I think, look, the difference was we benched those guys and we 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 kind of figured out like okay like Nagamine's our guy on the left side right like that's fine like um full full trust in Shunyamari they were like all right you know what like um we're gonna give him more chances um Hanoya Shoji was like established they were like all right like you know you're you're gonna be the you're gonna be the guy um you know for the earth or center back for the foreseeable future. And I think, like, establishing that, um, where at least we knew, like, we had one center back who was always going to be there, a left back who was always going to be there. And I think our play progression started getting set, right? It was less randomness and throw it up and see what happens. And it was more like, you know, an idea. It was move the ball up from the left side, get it to our midfield, to, you know, to Yunyakato or... Keita Fujimura and you know hope that they find a way to get the ball up right um mm. and I think that's what worked for us especially like against Sendai we shouldn't have beat Sendai right um we beat them I think 3-2 and you know uh yeah we shouldn't have like beat them um and that was I think our, our second win of the season and I think that's when I knew like that's when I got like excited I was like oh okay like there's a chance right like we beat a very good team uh, a team that you know was at that time, I thought it was playoff, you know, playoff contention. Um, and, yeah, I think that's what ended up working for us uh, in the middle. And then, you know, the Yanagashi Tech curse of the summer happened. So, you know how that goes, right? Yeah. Well, that that was the run of three wins, wasn't it? We beat Yamaguchi 5-2. Then we beat Sendai 3-2, where we were 3-0 up in half an hour away. Yeah. And then we beat Jeff 2-0 yeah. at home somehow because they actually mm-hmm. battered us. Yeah. Um, and then we had, we had a 3-0 win against Iwaki, where Sugiura scored that first half hat-trick. Yeah. And then a 1-0 win away to Yamagata, where they had a goal disallowed uh, yeah. somewhat dodgily. After that, that, that there was there was very little to cheer. That was, that was the end. For yeah. the entire rest of the season. A win, a win in May at home to Nagasaki. A win in June at home to Mito. A win in July. A win in August, and that was it. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it went downhill rapidly, but we did um, try to strengthen in the summer. And we make, usually don't make many summer transfers. Usually it's just uh, a youngster will come in on loan. Mm-hmm. But, but this time we brought in, or brought back actually two players. We mm-hmm. brought back uh, Norimichi Yamamoto, the centre-back, mm-hmm. who had left us at the end of 2019 to sign mm-hmm. for Yokama F. Marinos, but then moved to Iwata. He came back on loan mm-hmm. and had the... Uh, gargantuan task of trying to make Ono Yashoji play well. Yeah. Which, despite his valiant efforts, he was unable to do. But uh, And we also brought back Taiki Kato, mm-hmm. the, uh, the attacker, left winger from Yamagata, who, who was also with us till the end of 2019. And unfortunately, he wasn't able really to do very much. And we also got uh, Yudai Kimura, yeah. the uh, young forward on loan from Kyoto. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure that two attackers and a defender was really what we needed. I would have thought perhaps more weighted towards the defence. Yeah, same. What did you think about these 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 transfers? <sighs> okay, um, I'll start with the one I like. All right, that let's start positive. You know, um, I thought Norimichi was like fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Listen, there was, like, a lot of problems with his tenure with us because it's our fault. It's not his. Like, he was the most, like, outside of, well, Keita Fujimura is always frustrated on the pitch. But Yamamoto was frustrated with the defense so many times. Like, Mm. I can't tell you the amount of times he he had to look back at, like, Taiga Sun or, or Shoji and be like, what are you doing? Come up, right? Like you, mm-hmm. You'll see him visibly scream at them, like, hey, yeah. you're, you're, you're not coming up. You're not supporting me. Like, what are we doing? Like, I have mm-hmm. nobody to go back to, right? Because um, he, 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 he presses up a lot. And, like, actually, he gave up a pretty bad goal. I forget. Was it against Shimizu or Akita? I can't remember which game it was. He gave a really bad goal. And it was his fault. 100% his fault. He got beat. Um and he just comes in, and I see him destroying Taiga Sun like, uh, like uh, on the pitch. He's just laying into him. Um, and I thought that was a negative, but I think what it showed was like he actually cared. Like he did not want to get relegated. He was like, "What are we doing?" Right. And I think that's the thing that I appreciate about it the most. He was a fantastic defender, amazing. Like he was what we needed in the back line to stop headers. Like I think the problem was that our our back line gets pushed up so up front because of this stupid you know listen i hated on yanagashita a lot for not having new ideas but this was a bad idea of having our back line <laughs> press up so high like what do we who do you think we have back here john stones like these aren't the like these aren't the guys this isn't the 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 type of player that can do that type of thing right like and i get it like we didn't have a right back that like could create and like we missed out on that right like I thought we should have invested in another, in another right back, right? Um, so I really liked him. Like, I thought that, like, I thought that he was great. Like, you know, he got a lot of yellow cards for us, right? I think he got, let me look it up, actually. I, I want to be He was suspended for the last game of the season because of accumulated yeah. yellows. Okay, this is insane. He played 13 games for us, 13 games, four yellow cards, okay? Mm. 
that's pretty baddie. Um, yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was not afraid to go in hard on like the the, the opposing the, oppose, the opposing team's like um, main man up front. Mm. He was not afraid to go in, and yeah, he was he was often having to you know gesticulate at like Shorji and the others like move up move up you're too deep it's like you're daydreaming or something yeah 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 um and then Yuri Kimura like um yeah I mean he gave us a goal that's nice you know um but yeah I mean it's, like, yeah. it's, it's hard, a hard yeah yeah it's a really hard situation for a youngster to come into like yeah You've hardly played in your career in the J League, and now we want you to save us from relegation, which, yeah. it, I mean, even our experienced players can't do. So, off you go. Good luck. Like, yeah. And then, really tight, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, you know, um, look with with Taiki Kato. I think we have so many people in the midfield like ooh, ooh, ooh. like he was great actually like he played fantastic i can't hate um but why like why do we i don't know our picks our picks of players is is like uh real bad like i think like you know what like norimichi was a fantastic choice but everybody else i could have done without in fact i think they're college players that we could have brought in instead of them that would have been a cheaper are kind of how a youth products and is you know something that would have helped us build for the future all right like i i don't understand this trepidation uh that yanagashita has against uh young players right like um just play them right like nagamine played great for us last year you know you bench him i don't know there's a there's a i got a lot of, i got a lot on my chest uh but I don't want to rant too hard, but Norimichi was a great no, choice. Just, Everybody else is cool. Cool. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I don't want to go on this too long. Yeah, it's Taiki Kato is a good player, and he was really he had really good few years with good couple years with us, and he'd done really well at Yamagata. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that he left, but yeah. I wonder because they brought in um, Ten Miyagi from Nagasaki, right. who played in the exact same position. So I, I don't know what was decided, if it was decided like, well, we'll let Kato go because we're going to get Miyagi or we got Miyagi, so we're going to let Kato go. I'm not sure. Right. How that played. What the, but also it seemed a lot to me like Kanazawa desperately trying to re, you know, re, reclaim or like hark back to our best ever season of 2019 by getting back Yamamoto and getting yeah. back. Yeah, uh, Kato. In the off season, we got back Kojima, who was there that year as well. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's smacked of like um, you know desperate nostalgia kind of yeah. thing. But anyway, these were the guys that we brought in to try and save our season. And uh, yeah, well, uh, actually, wait. And uh, now that we are actually on this topic, okay, so. Um, Last time when I had recorded uh, with John, I I think that was probably around the time that I was very clearly Yanagashi out. I think I'd made up my mind very early um, in in probably June um, or late May. And so I came up with this 
off-season plan, basically? Like, what would I do, right? If I was playing football manager, hypothetically, right? How would I fix mm-hmm. this? Right? Um, because I think we, like, we needed a drastic change. We had to, we had, we had a fire. Yanagashita. So here's, you know, what I would have done. All right. First of all, we're done with the 4-4-2. All right. We're never playing <laughs> in Kanazawa ever again. I am sick of it. All right. Uh, I want to play a 4 2 3 one Right. That's where all the cool kids are doing. Um, mm-hmm. And who I would have wanted is Masaki, uh, Masaki Koido of Tsukaba University. Right. They just won the university, the Kanto University League. Um, they were the top scoring uh, team this year in the university. They played one of the most beautiful offenses that I've ever seen a university team play. Um, and he's a fantastic coach. He plays a 4-2-3-1. Uh, sometimes in the past, he's played a 4-1-4-1. Uh, sometimes in the league, he plays a 4-3-3 uh, against better teams. And when he started off in his career, he actually coached um, a back three. So what I like about him is that he's an extremely versatile coach. He's an offensive-minded coach. And Masaki Koido, at some point or another, he's going to make the jump to J-League, right? And I think that he is going to be a fantastic coach. I think he's too good for Kanazawa in J3. But I know that a top-tier J2 team at some point is going to pick him up, and he's going to be fantastic, right? Um, there was this kid, Kakaro Yamauchi, um, who just got signed by Kobe, um, mm. best defensive midfielder uh, in university, Sukaba University. He's fantastic. They also had Kotaro Uchino, who is uh, one of their top uh, scorers, but I actually think he's a Yokohama F, uh, Yokohama F Marinos player. So, yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure he's going to go back to them. But they have this other kid, Masato Hande, who is really, really nice. I do not think he's affiliated right now with um, a J-League club. And even though he's the backup striker, he scores at a rate of over 90 minutes, okay? Fantastic player. I would have picked up any one of these strikers to help us out, right? I think that's really nice. But this isn't a realistic option for Zweigen. So what's a realistic option for Zweigen, right? We got Naoya Komazawa, right? He's the best Zweigen Academy prospect that's in university right now, right? He's wasted as he was wasted as uh, top scorer last year, um, and he's just like a, a great player. Right now, he hasn't had a great season this year because he's been replaced by uh, Soma Anzai from FC Tokyo, and who he, I think he was also a player for Aomori Yamada in high school. Um, but he's a kid who we should have brought back, right? Like we needed, like you wanted to bring in offensive talent, bring in this kid. Like he's fantastic he's young he's 22 like we brought in um sakurai uh from major university this year at right back right to kind of be the riku matsuda replacement i mean no nobody thought he was going to be a replacement but like he was going to be the new young right back on our team right mm-hmm. now he hasn't been fantastic for us right um but i know that this kid is really fantastic there's another really there's a bunch of other young college prospects that i would have wanted kaito fuji from uh, Ryutsu Keisai University. There's Kaito Sai, uh, Sato from Aoyama Gakuen University. He's a goalkeeper, fantastic. Um, and look, if we didn't get a Japanese coach, the two guys that I would have wanted, uh, Paolo Autori, uh, he is a Brazilian coach, formerly coached uh, Cerezo back in the day, uh, plays a 4-3-1, fantastic coach. David Sher- Sheratan, uh, Sherahan, sorry, I butchered that name. 
Um, he is currently an assistant coach at Maccabi Tel Aviv. He was the former uh, interim coach, national team coach for uh, Team USA. And he has a whole bunch of coaching experience. Um, he's a 4-2-3-1. He's known for developing young players. And most importantly, he's a fantastic recruiter. I would have loved to have him, right? But the thing is, Zweigen isn't, the problem isn't just the coaching, right? Like, it's like the whole, the whole organization, right? So one other thing that I would have made changes to the staff too, right? I think we, I would change uh, our youth development strategy. I would have wanted Takeshi Watanabe from uh, Kashiwa Reisal uh, to join us because obviously Reisal has one of the most fantastic youth development programs uh, ever, but he's not leaving. He's been there forever. But a coach that I wanted on our squad who I think would have been fan- a fantastic addition to our back room is uh, Seiya uh, Imazaki. He's a really young coach. He's in his 30s. Uh, he it was an assistant at Matsumoto. Um, mm-hmm. And he has um, experience coaching in a 3-5-2. Um, and there's a bunch of other coaches that like I really like. There's uh, Atsushi Shiga from Sagan Tosu. Like, you know, I've I've heard from online comments that like he's kind of revamped the workout program uh, at Sagantosu. I'd love for some of that to come here um, because also there's no way we're going to get Toro Kawaguchi from them because he's kind of their, you know, established head guy. Um, and then I would have changed our scouting too. Look, I think there's, um, there's this guy from Konsadola Kiyose Takaba, Ta- Takabayashi. He's fantastic. He was a, um, a scout for Sanga and Nagoya. Now he's at Consadole. Consadole has done fantastic in scooping, you know, elite J2 players and finding homes for them in J1. If we could get a guy like that, it can do that, you know, maybe J3 to J2 and eventually help us do that, you know, to make that jump to J1. I think that'd be fantastic. Um, so that's my rant on the changes that I would have made uh, to Kanazawa. Very crazy, right? But uh, not a hope is lost because... We actually have a golden generation of youth products coming in um, from Zwegen Kanazawa, right? I think the most famed are the Taiga twins right now. There's uh, Hayase and uh, Seiya. Um, Seiya's fantastic. He's got like a great touch, aerial presence. He's athletic. He's a great passer. He's like Keita Fujimura, but like shorter and faster. Um, and he, I believe he actually, he actually just left. He's local, Kanazawa-born. I mean, you know, these are Ishikawa boards, right? Um, uh, Thick and thin. Um, But I think the most likely guy that we have that we can bring in, right, the the star that everybody keeps on talking about is this guy, Seiya Yoshimura, right? Mm -hmm. Born in 2006, young kid, already joining in those, um, I think they're called Tresen. Those are like the, you know, the national team camp things that they mm-hmm. do um and yeah so Seiya Yoshimura he was invited to the JFA elite uh camp U14 and he represented Japan on the U15 national team so he's the only guy of ours who's actually Seiya Yoshimura is the only young player of ours who's actually on a national team but he is fantastic 182 centimeter uh sorry 1.82 uh yeah sorry 182 centimeters um and he's just like um he's just a fantastic fantastic player and there's other guys too we got uh Ryusha Nishimichi we have Shota Fusera um Kimuroya Yuto Aoki Hibiki Maeda Yuri Tabata 
Rui Fujitani, all these guys are guys that have gone on to either one of the JFA camps um, or has done work with a national team, right? Um, so I'm, like, really, really proud of, like, the young guys that we have coming up. And I think that, you know, in three or four years, we're going to be in a much better position, right? So if I was Kanazawa, I would be making all the moves possible to improve our staff structure so when we have these young guys that have been committed to us if we can convince them to come with us and not leave and go to a better team because some of these guys probably deserve to um (laughs) then i think we're going to be in such a fantastic point right and that's if i was in charge that's what i would do with kanazawa so thank you for uh thank you for coming to my ted talk guys Yeah, it's 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 good to know we've got a lot of of this young young talent. But I, yeah, um, I guess one of the challenges for a club like Kanazawa, it's a small club, it's a provincial club. We don't have a big budget. Um, is yeah, trying to keep them. And I guess the, the the way to keep these players is to give them the promise of well, if you stay with us, you can play. Yeah. And especially now, if you know we've just dropped to J three, this would be the time to. To give yeah. these guys some of these lads a go, because um, we've had um, academy graduates in the squad in previous years, but they've never played and they've barely made a match day squad. Yeah, and yeah, that's uh, in in terms of the manager, I think yeah, Yanagishita had a has a reputation for. Um, you know, sticking with what he knows and, you know, sticking with, with a particular group of players. And what was interesting this year, what, 2023, was that he seemed to lose the courage of his convictions. Like in 2021, when we survived on the final day, he basically picked the same team all through that terrible run that we had mid-season with the idea, like, trusting them to get us out of it. And they did. Yeah. This year, his team selections were all over the place. Yeah. The second half of the season, players were being dropped for apparently for no reason, and then coming back in a few weeks later, players getting played all over the place. Yeah. Got a vital relegation six pointer, and you put in Kazuya Onohara, the central midfielder at central defence. Obviously, yeah. we were three down at half time, and it was just it looked like the the muddled thinking of a bewildered man. Yeah. And while I, I guess it, 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 at that stage, it wouldn't have been possible to throw in any, you know, youngsters because they, they wouldn't have been registered. But I think, yeah, could have, could have, could have recruited a bit, a bit better. Yeah. But as it turned out, we ended up with it was it 13 game winless run to end the season. Oh yeah, that run included, or even before that, we had a, a relegation six-pointer against Omiya that we lost. We drew one of them against Kumamoto. We lost to Tokushima. We lost to Mito. We lost to Iwaki. We lost to Yamaguchi. We lost to Akita. Those were all other teams in the relegation battle. And yeah, yeah so we ended bottom. Um, it was pretty miserable last. Well, I was gonna say last few months of the season. It was a pretty miserable season generally. Yeah. Um, 
I think for me, it's really hard to pick an MVP, like a a, a player of the season for Kanazawa. Yeah. I really don't think many players came out of this year with much credit. No. If you had to no. pick, not just one, if any 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 players that you thought are worthy of uh, praise. Right, right. Uh, who, who would you who would you who would you go for? Oh, okay, okay. So, um, I think it probably has to be, you know, it'd be either Suyora or, uh, man, Yunyakato for sure. Um, mm. I think they were they were both our leading scorers. I don't think neither of them mm. hit the digits. I think there were eight or nine goals. I think nine goals. Yeah, so I think listen, Junior Kato was great. I think he he bossed the midfield. I think he he really was in charge of a lot of um he kind of slipped into sort of an attacking midfield role a lot of the times, just kind of like kind of playing that half space, sort of like a shadow striker role um near the end of the season. Um so if I had to say who was the best player, it's probably him. But MVP, yeah, it's kind of like you said. It's like it. Uh, I'm not sure anybody deserves that title. I think, you know, obviously last year ha- Hayashi had that fantastic season, right? 14 goals. He did not do that this season. Or sorry, 13 goals last season. He had seven goals this season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he he didn't really live up. Um, I'm sure right now he's regretting, you know, all the rumors of him moving to Sapporo, right? Maybe he's regretting on making that jump at that time. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think any, I think, yeah, you said it best. I don't think anybody deserves it. But if, you know, if I had to, I, I'd give it to, yeah, Nunya Kato for sure. I think that's mm-hmm. the, yeah, he deserves it. Um, you know, my favorite player is obviously Keita Fujimura. He's, mm-hmm. he's a MVP of the heart. Um, you know, he cares a lot fantastic passer he keeps it all together but he didn't have a good season this year I think offensively he wasn't who he was I think he's missed the step a little bit I think he's um I think he was just mentally more checked out I think he kind of knew like the writing was on the wall um but yeah I guess my MVP is reluctantly reluctantly yeah it's Junior Kato for sure Mm. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah nine goals to to assists. He was he was good. Um, I'm a big fan of of uh, Kyohei Sugiura. Yeah. As, uh, as you know, and as most people know, getting the nine goals for him. But his last, the last of those nine came in that win over Sendai in July. Mm-hmm. And then, they're not through luck of trying. Like he runs blood to water. He'll do whatever yeah. he's told and play wherever he's told, but he's just yeah. at times it was like he was just chasing shadows, in yeah. no chance. Um, second half of the season, he was in and out of the team and and not you know don't understand why. Um, but you can really see how much he cared. He got the winner in against Mito after we had a, a a run of bad results, and he was really emotional. We did the hero interview afterwards, mm-hmm. and then. After we lost at home to Tokushima, mm. all the players 
came and stood behind the goal and they did they do a bow mm. and um like some supporters were visibly oh sorry audibly uh, annoyed mm. and he, he did a really deep long bow and i think it was partly because he was you know you're doing the uh, apologizing sorry we couldn't right. win sorry we've been crap for ages and oh, partly because he was exhausted because he's trying so hard yeah and another one who i think deserves credit is koya okuda oh yeah who i think it's quite understated but he actually especially in the second half of the season when everything was going wrong yeah he really stood up and put in some good performances and when a lot of others were just woefully out of form yeah and i don't think anyone um gave up i don't think anyone stopped trying i think no. everyone just lost form and confidence at the same time it's kind of infectious and then everything they tried went wrong and then they started making mistakes and then you know we're, there's a few weeks where we fell behind to own goals and it's just you know bad luck yeah yeah, yeah. snowballs from there and like you said Fujimura is so important to the team when he plays well the team plays well but if things aren't going well yeah. because he's so important like it affects everything and mm. yeah and then yeah there's other players who I'll give a shout out to Onohara who kept getting played out of position yeah, yeah. still he, he's really good um they played him at right back a couple of times I was like well, what are quite we a lot of times he's come on as a stoppage time right back substitute and we're chasing the game yeah don't understand yeah. but he did what he was asked yeah he, he I, I, th- I think a, a lot of him i think he's a very good character to have even hayashi got seven goals i'm not i had no idea he scored that many <laughs> yeah no that's uh, yeah it's a surprise it's a very quiet seven very quiet yeah it just uh yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, it was not not a good year for anyone really in the end. Yeah. Um, particularly not for the manager. Let's 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 do it then, shall we? Masaki Yanagista. Seven oh. years was was too many in the end. Yeah. Oh my God. Where where do you even start with Yanagashita? I think. You know, I almost feel bad right now about it because like. You know, not bad because you know what he he got us relegated, so I think he deserves like the hate. But I think um, I think he was very, I think he was very graceful and honest at least at the end that he messed up, right? Mm-hmm. Which which I really liked. I think yeah, seven years was too long. I think um, you know, I don't know how much is is true. But, uh, you know, sometimes I read these uh, YouTube comments on these Zweig and Kanazawa pages. <laughs> and I basically had heard that uh, the chairman of the club was basically scared to fire Yanagashita, right? <laughs> because basically, uh, since the chairman is not a football guy, he's a, a, a man of business, he was like, oh, like, you know, he shouldn't, he should leave the football decisions to the guy who knows, you know, things about football. And, you know, yeah, I got you, uh, you know, he's, you know, he's been there, yeah, seven years. That man, you know, he's, he's basically a, a part of the furniture, you know, in Kanazawa. Like, I think he's, he holds a lot of sway and influence, I think, on people there. 
Um, so I think maybe that's why he didn't get fired at the end. And I think he, you know, I think he was at least graceful, which is, I think, the positive things that I have to say. And he gave us, you know, he gave us a good run in 2019. I think, you know, like here we are 10, like here we are 10 years later after winning J3 in 2014. And now in 2024, we're coming right back. And most of our era in J2 was with Yanagashita, which, you know, if the goal was J1 or stay in J2, it's a, obviously ended as a failure. Um, and, you know, I, I'm glad that at least he got, a, he got, a, he got another move to Tochigi. Um, you know, good club, great training ground. Um, but, yeah, I think he's just, like, not a good coach. I think he's a, you know, he wants to play the 4-4-2. I think he tried to try new things. I think he didn't have the players to try the new things that he wanted to try. You know, at least he at least he desperately tried to do something. At least he tried to make some changes, but you know, too little, too late. And it's just like he shouldn't have been making I just think he was should have he's he was probably there two years too long, you know. Um is probably the honest truth. And who knows where we would have been. Maybe we would have been in J three without him. Maybe he saved us a couple times, but um you know, I'm glad that the era is over and that we're moving on because I was I was early on in the Yanagashi to out camp. Um, mm. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not so confident in, you know, our our newest manager. I think everybody's wondering which ver- or which version of mm. him we're going to get, I think. But um, look, I think, yeah. Yanagashita, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss his pouty face. <laughs> um, that's for sure. I'm going to miss just his stern smile. Um, but I think, you know, one last thing, sorry, uh, one other side thing, maybe a side note. I don't know if it was him directly or if it was the club, but I think the treatment of uh, of Oishi at the end was just um, just disgusting and despicable. Um, we benched him, we didn't play him, and then he was our top assist man, and at the end, we tell him, we're no longer interested in your services, we don't need you in J3. What are we doing with that? What, what, like, was that Yanagashita? Was that the chairman? Like, somebody had to make that decision, right? And I'm sure Yanagashita had the chance to uh, do that way nicelier, right? I'm sure he's the guy communicating these things, right? Um, so I don't like that, uh, at all. I think that's a big negative, if true, right? Yeah. I don't know, I don't know if that would have been Yanagishita, or if it would have been the chairman, or yeah, the, the general manager, because right. at that point, surely Yanagishita would have known that he was not going to be here next year, and I guess the hiring and firing would have been done by someone higher up. Yeah. But the, in terms of the selection, like, it was, yeah... He he, Oishi was one of our impressive performers in 2022. Yeah. And then in 2023, he was not given many chances. And when he was given chances, a lot of mm. them he was being played out of position. He's not a striker, but he made he, he tried his best. When he right. was played as a right winger, 
it was he was making the runs he was getting into position he just wasn't yeah. getting any service and when he did get service he provided amazing assists like for a couple of Sugiura's goals against Iwaki but in terms of Yanagishita I just oh, I just feel really sad that it ended like this because he took over when we were at our lowest ebb at the end of 2016, we survived the promotion relegation playoff down to J3. Yeah. And then in each of the 2017, 2018, 2019, there was improvement. Mm-hmm. And 2020 was a, a bit of a regression, but that was a crazy year. And it was very entertaining football. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then after that, things got worse. 2021, we survived on the final day. 2022... Finished 14th, but that was a slightly misleading finish because we we were pretty bad for a lot of the year. It was only with a few weeks left that we pulled away. And then this year, of course, it was really, really bad. But I think think for a lot of people, all they know is Yanagishita's Zwegen. I only had one year of the previous manager, and it was a terrible year. So for a lot of people, they don't know anything and, and and i think that might even be true of the the people who make the, the decisions at the club they yeah. can't remember what it's like without him so yeah. that would perhaps have been why they were so reluctant maybe scared to make a big decision mid-season to change the manager when it was clear that it needed to happen and not yeah. i don't like to advocate for someone losing their job but yeah i think it perhaps would have been better for all involved if a change had been made mid-season. Um, yeah, I, but I and I guess also though it was quite noble, you know, like to to let him see out the season and try and rectify it. But it was it was I think the wrong decision, as results proved. Um, but I I think the fact that for several years we we were a fairly solid J2 club. Yeah. That's thanks to that. Mainly, I think that is thanks to Yanagishita. Yeah. Managing to get results from a very small budget. Yeah. Small market town with very low uh, attendances and income mm-hmm. and sponsors. And I think he his work is probably a big factor in how we were able to get Kanazawa City to build a nice new soccer specific stadium it's not all down to him but I think the fact that he'd shown that Zergen Kanazawa could be a viable second tier club yeah with potential I think that is that is part of that's part of his legacy perhaps will be yeah um, that that he was able to show that for at least a short time. Unfortunately, it all fell apart. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because like, you know, I think throughout the seasons you suffer so much and it's like there's so many negatives. But I think like I think you did a really good point of illustrating it right now. Like when you look at the big picture as a club, like Yanagashita was great for us. Right. Mm. Um, it didn't work out at the end. And maybe, yeah, maybe it was a a little too long but like i think yes yeah, like you said like I, when i started i i've only known yanagashita right mm-hmm. like 
Um, you know, I've only known, you know, Keita Fujimura has been on the team ever since I've followed them, right? Like, mm-hmm. and like, you know, now he's leaving and like, you know, it's, it's the end of an era, right? Like, it's, it's so many things. Um, but hopefully the beginning of a, you know, of, a, of another good one, right? And we, you know, this is a question that now I want to throw on you. Which version of Akia Ito do you think we're going to get? Are we going to get Sendai? Or are we going to be blessed enough to get the Kofu version? Yeah, I was talking with John about this the other day. Mm. Uh, just not 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 recorded chat, mm-hmm. I don't think. Just just chatting generally. And because um, I yeah, Ito those three years at Kofu, I think they finished like fifth, fourth and third. Mm-hmm. And the the years when they were fourth and third, there were no playoffs. Mm-hmm. So didn't get a chance really to yeah go for it and then yeah he i had seen that he he had uh almost a whole season at Omiya when they finished bottom of j1 mm-hmm. almost a whole season at iwata when they finished bottom of j1 and then a bad almost a year or like nine nine months at, mm-hmm. at sendai yeah I think the move when he when he moved from kofu to iwata i thought that was a strange move for him to make yeah and when he went to Sendai, thought it was not not a good move to make for him or for the club. And Sendai were were at the time they were imploding. Yeah. And he didn't seem the right man for that last sort of few weeks of that season. Yeah. And then the start of this year wasn't. So I don't know. I don't know who's going to show up. I, I'm hoping it's the Kofu Kofu version, but. That's the other thing, right? That so for for people who've only known Yanagishita Zergen, yeah, this is another big sort of um, like anxiety people have got. Like, oh my God, what what is life like without Yanagishita? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's 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 interesting. I think you know, I think the only thing that I know for sure is that we're gonna have fun or football to watch, right? Um, I think that's a positive. Uh, you know, I, I think he plays with a back three most of the time. Um, geez, I'm not sure if we're going to have the type of people to pull that off, but, um, you know, it's a long off season. We, we still have Maybe. time. Um, we, did that, yeah. we did that once this year. Yeah. Again, it was when we were, we were, we were winning away at Kofu mm-hmm. and about, about half an hour left, I think. Um, Yanagish to put on an extra centre back, so we had um, Shoji Inoue, and I think it was Yamamoto rather than Son. And mm. they actually did it works really, really well. Unfortunately, we weren't winning enough. That was the last time we were winning in a match, so we weren't yeah. able to, <laughs> to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that game. I think, uh, yeah, Fujimura scored that, scored against Kofu. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm excited. I think, you know, uh, at least we got, like, like I was worried that we would have gotten kind of a no-name coach, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously there's, you know, I don't, I'm not sure there's many great options in hiring internally. Um Although we do have a fantastic uh, 
uh, uh, U18 goalkeeper coach. Uh, random fact, but whatever. This is a story sure. for another. Um, well, that's what I thought. The reason when we brought in at the start of 2022, brought in uh, Kiyokazu Kudo as assistant mm-hmm. assistant coach or assistant manager or head coach, right. whatever the basic number two. I thought part of that was to have like a ready-made replacement if we needed yeah. to get rid of Yanagisa mid-season. And so we kept Yanagisa for 2022 and it seemed like yeah. things were getting better. Then this year that, that it didn't work, but Kudo is staying. And he has he has a track record as as a as the the number one he, uh, Fukuoka and more recently Agumma, mm-hmm. and I think it was it, his connection that allowed enabled us to get Kojima and Junior Kato. Yeah, but yeah, I I guess I could could I staying to be uh, Ito's assistant, and I get, we're getting yeah. into the realms of season preview now, which we can't do too much of because we don't know who's going to be at the team, <laughs> really. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's going to be. I mean, I, I'm already like looking at some of the signings we made, and I think I, I'm, I'm looking like I do every year. I'm gonna be optimistic. Yeah. Uh, maybe foolish. I think yeah. as history, history has told, recent history has told me that that is foolish. But like, what's the point in going into every season thinking, oh, it's going to be terrible? Right? Yeah. Some yeah. fun. It's supposed to be fun. It's a game. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see. I think, you know, it's a sad end to the season, but I think mm. expected. And I think, you know, only up to go from here. But I think, you know, we'll be right in the mix, hopefully, next year. Um, mm. But, yeah, this was a tough, tough pill to swallow this year. Yeah. I think uh, there's one more one thing I wanted to ask you about. I, I found recently on the club's mm-hmm. website, kind of hidden away they've got this road to j1 oh, yeah. uh, eight goals or eight targets right it's metrics it's off 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 the pitch stuff about uh, attendances and fan club members and season mm-hmm. tickets and sponsors and sales and stuff they've set they've set targets for this season um and the only one really that they met out of the eight is the fan club members but they yeah. managed to their aim was four thousand and they managed to get four thousand and ten, which is great. Last year they missed out on their aim by by eight, I think, which was agonizing. But they only they didn't manage to reach their goals for attendances, season tickets, uh, sponsor companies uh, or um, you know, partners they call them, uh, kit sales or um what they call hometown activities, which is you know like visiting um, the local schools and, and putting right. on um, like uh, soccer schools and stuff like that. I think. Um, although in some of these cases they have beaten their previous best, but they haven't met their targets, mm-hmm. which to me suggests a couple of things. Partly they were overreaching. Yeah. Over, like as we saw at the start of the year when they said that they were aiming for for aiming for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, how misguided was that? Yamaguchi and Omiya were also uh, on record <laughs> as aiming for the playoffs. So oh, a note to any J2 team <laughs> next year: don't say you're aiming for the playoffs. It's a jinx. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also suggests to me that, um, or not suggests it it throws light on it actual data 
to, to show how difficult it is for sports professional sports teams in this part of the country mm-hmm. it's not it's not just say again but the basketball team the baseball team struggle to get um people interested yeah and get people to come back and yeah. but also the thing that all the three of those teams have in common is that the results on the pitch have not been good mm-hmm. uh, which obviously doesn't help or on the court in the case of the basketball team yeah. you can't it's all very well giving away free tickets and putting on events but if the stuff on that that people are watching is crap they're not going to come back yeah 100 percent. depth unless they're like touched in the head like i am and i <laughs> started supporting the team having seen them lose their first game and, and continuing to go during their worst season in 2016 but yeah um bit of a special case i think uh yeah so it's in, it's it's interesting just to see that they, they it's good that they're they're publishing these numbers yeah and and I'm and I'm sure it's good for them, but also it just shows how how difficult it is really. And I think having yeah, I think getting local local lads to play, mm-hmm. I think they should be they should they should do that. And I think they should use them. They use Toyodo a lot because he's from Comats. He plays for Japan. He's great at the PR. Yeah other you know other local lads and academy graduates that get them get them get them in the squad get if they're good enough obviously try yeah and try and get them in out there more get them involved people will want to come and watch a winning team obviously they want to come and watch something that's fun yeah. and i think a lot of people will be enthused if they can see oh these are local lads mm-hmm. especially the young 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 people like that oh that could be me he did it he, he's from the same town as me he went mm. to that school around on a kind of thing but yeah it's hard it's hard over here i know yeah yeah it's it's real tough and it's you know only going to get more difficult with the change in the schedule yeah but but i don't want to get into that because that's another four-hour pod (laughs) (laughs) nah but but what i will say i think let's try and finish on a on a positive note even though uh it is uh not it's not what we're here for <laughs> yeah dropping dropping to j3 is obviously um a bad thing but yeah. we now have a new stadium we've got a new manager we're getting some new players we're also going to have games against toyama for the first time in the j league yeah. so we're getting a hokuriku derby we have at least three of those because of course we're playing them twice in the league plus the opening match is a is an exhibition a friendly against them we've got we're going to have matches against Matsumoto again, our old rivals. Mm-hmm. We're going to have matches against Nagano, not too far away either. Those are those are on the Shinkansen, Hokuriku Shinkansen line. We're also going to have we still have Omiya, that's on the Hokuriku Shinkansen line. Right. Big crowds. We've got there'll be Nara, FC Osaka, Gifu. Don't, none of those are far away. Yeah. So in terms of building interest getting supporters i think there's a lot of scope for you know building up these or reviving these they tried to get like a a kind of a rivalry with gifu going but i didn't 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 catch on because they got relegated yeah um yeah matsumoto there's a lot of history there they always bring a lot of fans 
Nara and Osaka are new to the new to the J League, but those are quite easy to get to. Right. From Kanazawa. Yeah. So there's a lot of um, a lot of scope for, for for things to look forward to. I think. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, I'm so excited. I mean, I. Yeah, I already booked my tickets. I, you know, I don't care <laughs> if the schedule's out. You know. I booked a nice little three-week trip, and I know that at some point, you know, I'm going to just, you know, that's what the JR Pass is for. I'm just going to follow the team around, and, you know, uh, I just can't wait to see that new stadium. It looks just so beautiful. It's just going to be so nice to have, you know, stands and covers for the rain, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's huge. I think all the accessibility stuff is great. Um, it's, I think, like, the location is extremely convenient compared to last time look the first time i went i took a taxi which uh if you know how far the stadium is from the kanazawa train station that's an expensive taxi Uh, (laughs) so i made that mistake i think the first two times that i made and then you know you finally taught me how to use the bus um (laughs) with a huge win um oh yeah that and so it's downtown. I mean, it's it's like you said it was about like maybe like a 25, 30 minute walk from the station. Right. It's not that not that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's doable on foot, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, great for me and, you know, the young people and, um, you know, because I know the buses get really full. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I think we have a lot to be hopeful for, I think. One of the positives and negatives was that I felt like our team was very like it, it felt very not corporate-y but like I felt like a lot of our goals were more business than on the field I think a lot of the on the field was like talk or show to kind of move the business plan forward it's like wow look how much we're investing into our first team um, we're bringing up this stadium you know like we're trying so hard right it was like it seemed like it was more for show than to win but I think that for a small club like us who maybe, you know, we're not birdie. Like, we're not going to win J2 and then, like, somehow manage to compete in J1, right? Like, I don't think we have that luxury that maybe some of the upper tier, you know, yo-yo bouncy teams in J2 have, right? Like, mm. um, so I think it's, we're doing the right thing of, like, building from the ground up. And I think it was a really hard feel per, for me and a lot of fans to swallow, I think, you know, uh, there we have uh, Shinji Shujio, who does like a lot of the fan outreach stuff. He does um, Shujio Radio. Uh, he, you know, he talks a lot about games and stuff. And, um, you know, if anybody understands Japanese, I-, I would encourage you to go to his YouTube page and watch episode uh, 100 uh, of his radio. Because that was the most honest I've ever seen uh Kanazawa Swigen staff member talk about the team, right? Mm-hmm. They talk about what went wrong, the problems with communication, how the because I believe he's actually part of the sales team. I think that because yeah, you know, first one is part of the he's sales an employee team. club. Yeah, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So he talks about how like the pressure of the sales team and how like they've done such an incredible job, but the issue is like it's on the football side and it's like really hard for the sales team to you know try to sell tickets and the mm-hmm. club partners and all all of these things when they're doing so bad on the pitch 
And that even then in the sales team were having problems with having communication um, with management, right? Which I think is like real sad. And, you know, you know, Shuji is a, a legend, right? Like, you know, he, he won J3 with us in 2014. Um, you know, he left us, but he, when his playing career was over, he came back, I think. And look, I'm going to be honest. I don't think he's going to be with us next year after some of the stuff he said. I think that was maybe too real. Um, mm-hmm. And not stuff that you say. Um, but I think, you know, changes are coming. And I think, you know, we, we have nowhere to go but up. I mean, hey, we can go to the JFL. But, like, I, I, I don't think we're ever going to get to that point. Knock on wood. Um, but I, I'm really positive about our future, even though we're relegated. I think, like, infrastructure-wise, we're doing better. I think starting to realize the importance of like coaching staff and i think we just need to bring in some advisors that know football um which we have been doing so um i think that's the first step right i think from shifting from focusing on business and survivability of the club into winning and we're we're not ready for that shift to winning yet who knows maybe five to ten years we will be but um I'm glad that we're making steps towards just becoming a more sustainable and like um, a, a club that I know that has a future, even if that future is J2 or J3, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's where I leave my love for Kanazawa, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's a good point. And in terms of, um, you know, I'd advisors and, and, and football people, we, we've got a new general manager, uh, yeah. Masahiro Wada, who's come in from Gamba Osaka. He was actually at Kanazawa a few years ago as part of the uh, academy. Mm. And there, he was here five five seasons, I think. He was the head of the, the academy and then he's gone to Gamba and now he's come back. He's going to be our GM. So I think that perhaps will, will help. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it was, what you said about um, Sujio, I think... That another thing that perhaps we, we always forget when teams get relegated, it's not just the, on the the on the pitch mm. and and in the dugout that things change, but in the back, in yeah. in the you know, club employees, right? They have to make cuts. Yeah. And and also what with um with uh, Shinji Tsujio, yeah, he's an employee of the club. It's very unusual over here, I think, for people to openly criticise their employers. Yeah. Uh, he does that as a as a uh, a personal thing, right? You know, he's he, yeah. he works kind of Zegan kind of but he does this as a as a not yeah. a, a club um, official um, radio thing or podcast mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, it's still he's he usually is he's not afraid to to criticise when you know when things go badly on the pitch, but mm-hmm. you try and put you know try and make it constructive. Always, yeah. It's, yeah, like. Yeah, you see, it was really interesting to hear him talk about the off the pitch thing because you're like you're wearing a Zergen shirt now. All the sponsors on that are local. Yeah, we don't have a we don't have a, a national company backing us. It's all regional or uh, very local yeah. businesses that sponsor, which which is yeah, it's another issue with 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 the club. It's hard it's hard to find hard to find sponsors, but yeah, they there's a small staff and they do work really really hard and i think they're just gonna have to they have to keep doing that working relying on that work ethic and hoping that um 
things will be replicated on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that'll do. Uh, Victor, thank you for this therapy session. It's been of course. Uh, very no, thank you. Thank you. You know, check check us in the mail. It'll it'll come to JTalk Tower soon enough. <laughs> yeah. Don't send it to John. Make sure you send it to me. <laughs> He'll, uh, he'll just spend it on uh, karaoke and J-League trading cards. Oh, nice. I'll be right there with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, thanks. It's been it's been good to talk to you and, and good to get your thoughts on, on Kanazawa. And nice to finish on a positive note as well. I'm looking forward to the new season already. I'm looking forward to hopefully we get to watch a game together in the new stadium as well. Yeah. The last, gonna the last times you've come, our schedules haven't quite matched and yeah. neither is schedule so yeah we'll see all right yeah so thanks again thanks everyone for listening and supporting and this is this kind of concludes our, our season review uh series uh i hope that it was not too miserable for for listeners and i hope that patient subscribers feel that they're getting their money's worth um it's a it's uh it's very uh very generous of all of you who subscribe thanks for listening and uh well john and i will be back soon i guess with some season previews it's already that time of year until then take care see you next time